Um, Craig and Shona wanted me to ask you about a, uh, a case that you're supporting in the, Uni- in the United Kingdom. Can you tell us about yes. that? I got a phone call last year, um, early February last year, um, from a mum and her two two boys were with English carers and she got notified the next uh, the day before they were due to fly out to England um, for six months. Now, because because these children are under the minister, she doesn't um, have any say in the matter. So it was the middle of a global pandemic. So I got on the phone and um, made quite a lot of phone calls uh, about that. And it was very difficult to stop them getting on that plane to go. But... Um, we managed to do that. Now, these English carers, um, they were only in Australia on working visas. So it opens up a whole can of worms as to, well, how, if they were on working visas, how could they have been accredited by the department as carers? Yeah. They didn't have dual citizenship or anything like that. And in actual fact, they'd had these children for a couple of years. Um, I initially thought they were married, but um, I found out that, no, they're not. They only not long met before they got the children. So um, the male carer went back to England and he refused to come back. So the female carer... Um, wanted to take the children back to England. And it was only meant to be for a very short stay. Um, But I think, um, I may be wrong with the month, Um, about September last year, the Minister, Gareth Ward, did sign off on these children being able to go back to England with the carers. On the basis that they were to return to Australia um, in October last year. Mm. Now, these children are still in England. Wow. The foster carers are refusing to come back to Australia. Um, They're refusing to bring the children back. We're having a lot of um, discussion, and I'll put that very mildly, um, with the department. Gareth Ward um, will will not speak to us um, in relation to this case. His comment was that he does not um, discuss individual cases. Now, Mum Mum is very distraught. Yeah. as, as can be understood, the children, I do know, want to stay with English carers. But the fact of the matter is the department is, you know, taking what they want into account. Well, my argument with that is, regardless to age, they do not take into account the bond that we as families have with our children when they remove them. Mm. 
what the department is saying, they have a bond with these carers. But what the department is not acknowledging is they created the breakdown of the bond with mum. Yeah. Because they took the babies and the little ones. I mean, they're not babies. I call them babies. They're in their teens, the reality is. Um, But they're still her babies. And I watch the news. I'm sure mum watches the news and her family. Uh, And the COVID over in the UK is really bad. Yeah. Now her her problem is, and it's very hard for us to try and keep her strong and focused. I mean, really, um, what has she got to wake up to every day? Mm. The loss of her boys. How will the department explain, God forbid it ever happens, but what if they get sick over there and she never gets to see her sons again in her lifetime? Mm. They're growing up, they're not English. They're First Nation children. They're living in another country where she can't go and the department's telling her, oh, you can write to them. I know what I'd like to tell them to do with the pen and paper, I can assure you, and it wouldn't be very polite. (laughs) Um, But now the department, how it stands at this present time, is the department have extended their stay over there for another six months Mm. um, whilst they're trying to convince these carers to come back. Now, my concern is they're not registered as carers in England. They're not in Australia. They do not have a working visa in Australia. My argument with the department is why aren't the Australian government going over there and getting these children and bringing them home? Mm. Because if I can guarantee you a thousand percent that if I was in this situation and they were my children and I got on that plane and went over and got them, I would be charged with abduction. Yeah. And the department has done this here in Australia with parents, charged them with abducting their own children. So why have we got carers over in England that should not be authorised through Australia with Aboriginal children? How I've asked of the department so many times, these children have family here in Australia that they're not going to see. Mm. Nobody has the right to do that in my eyes. That that mother did not give up being a mother when the department took her baby. She will be their mother till the day she dies and beyond. Mm. And as... Any child, as I say to the department, I've got 40 grandchildren. How about you wave um, 
a ticket for overseas to my grandchildren. They'll all be jumping up and down wanting to get on that plane. But I said, Nanny will be saying, oh, no, I don't think so, unless I'm on there with you. And these children are not going to grow up as Aboriginal children. They're not going to grow up and have pride in who they are. One day their mother is going to be their ancestral footprint and they're not going to know. Yeah. They're not going to be able to learn even by writing them a letter. They think mum doesn't want them. My understanding is one of the boys is a, a diabetic and he's actually had an operation in England. I want to know who authorised that operation. I've been a carer through the department. I could not even go and get, for my own biological grandchildren, get their tooth taken out by a dentist without the permission of the department. Yeah. I couldn't enrol them in school. The department had to do it. So how did this young boy have this operation in England? Do you think there's no departmental oversight happening in England? No. Nine times out of ten, they won't even engage with the department from here in Australia. Yeah. There's so many things wrong with with this situation. They're, they're not this, this woman's children. She didn't give them birth. And it's very degrading for any mum or nan or family member to hear your child call someone else mum. Yeah. It's very degrading and very, very hurtful and nothing will ever take away that pain from their mum. Yes, they might be over there, um, you know, going to a real posh school. They might be living in the very best of conditions. But what happens if this couple split up? Mm. Where do these children go? Will they continue to want these children? You know, they don't have family over there. And to us as Aboriginal people, family is everything. Is there a court case going on? Yes, there is. Um, Mum's not getting anywhere with the situation. The department. Um, she was going to go for a section ninety, but she will fail. And you, it's not not a system where you can continue to go back and back and back. Yeah. Um, you get one chance. So it was very very hard for her not to continue to go down that road, but she did fight very very hard to stop her son from leaving Australia. So it sounds like the system has no uh, flexibility in terms of people being able to change and improve their lives. You get that one shot and if you haven't improved your life by then, it's all over? Well, in in most cases they have improved their life greatly but it's it's not to the department standard. Yeah. I mean, how many times can you urinate in a jar to be tested um, and sometimes that goes on for years. It must be very humiliating, well, yeah. Uh, it is and how many, how many negative 
um, testings do they actually want? Mm. And like with, with this mum with the children in England, um, there are issues, don't get me wrong, but I ask anybody, she's not going to get her children back, so to speak. Um, if there's drugs there or there's alcohol there, honestly, I defy anybody to explain to me what is the point of her giving up drugs. What has she got to look forward to? Mm. There, there's no light at the end of her tunnel. The tunnel is eternally dark. They they don't give her or anyone in this situation any hope. Mm. And to live without, without hope is not living at all. No. That's a terrible story.